Unleash the power of knowledge and connect with the heartbeat of the African diaspora. Download our African Diaspora News Channel app now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Stay informed with authentic and diverse perspectives, breaking news and cultural insights. Immerse yourself in a community that celebrates unity, resilience and progress. Experience the vibrancy of the diaspora at your fingertips. Don't miss out. Empower your perspective today. Search African Diaspora News Channel and join the conversation. If I see one more video of a black child in school being profiled based off of their blackness because white people cannot fathom that there's no monolithic way of being black and it comes in many shapes, forms, dimensions, hair textures, hairstyles, I will lose it because why is BYU Hawaii frustrating a black student just because he can't be white, just because he doesn't conform to the white standards of what is neat and what is acceptable. You lay the rules, you allow the student to come to school, and then one day he gets racially profiled and what? Now you want him out of your school? No, child, we need to talk. BYU dorms have chaperones who enforce curfew and visitor rules for residents. Kanan had been living in one of these dorms for a few months when he was approached by a chaperone and made to produce his student ID in order to prove that he was a student at the university. This is a classic example of racial profiling because your average white student at BYU is not going to have to prove that they're a student of the university, especially if they're on their way to their dorm room. The chaperone then told him that he needed to cut all of his locks off in order to adhere to BYU rules. There's no rule that prohibits having locks, and when Cannon refused this, he was reported to administration. Since then, BYU Hawaii administration has been trying to quietly force Cannon to cut his locks in order to conform to these unwritten rules that apply to black students at BYU. Cannon spoke with people in the Honor Code office and the vice president of student life at BYU Hawaii, and they told him that he had to comply because they were entitled to have these rules and that it would be unfair to other students who couldn't have long hair. How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Indira Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, having conversations with you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. If you're new to the channel, welcome. If you're a returning subscriber, kindly give this video a thumbs up because you'll see why in a short while. I bumped into a video on Twitter that really broke my heart because it was showing a student. I'll just... Um, read out the tweet that it said BYU Hawaii a religious based college founded by the LDS church comes into the spotlight of a racial profiling of a black student now this student was going about his day minding his business living his life as a black student and he got stopped by one of the um, officials at campus and said can I see your ID how did I get in here racial profiling ding 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 but it's too early to reach that conclusion right stay with me you'll see after he asks for his id the student provides the id they check the id then oh how dare a black person gain entry into our college okay fair enough you're a student but let me look for one more thing that i can use to cause problems to you because people like you do not belong here then he saw the students here and the problem was that the student had dreadlocks and they said that the dreadlocks do not adhere to the to their appearance and code of conduct of the school now when i started i mentioned that it's a religious institution i get it that they have rules they have engagements it's very strict 
but the student had not broken any because if you read their rules it says that you have to be neat get a good trim just look presentable look neat get a good trim ensure your hair looks good be presentable which the young man was but because he had dreadlocks that these people did not deem as presentable as neat they began frustrating him and are even trying to expel him and i want us to discuss this from the larger context where people always want black people to look the same it's almost like there's a monolithic aesthetic for a black man an acceptable black man an acceptable black man is of a certain height of a certain shade comes from a certain place speaks in a certain accent went to certain schools um you know looks a certain type of way works certain jobs that's when you earn trust that's when you earn respect you just don't earn these things because you're a human being you don't you just don't earn them just by existing black people have to jump through hoops to be able to exist and that is a very dangerous narrative because that monolithic representation of black people is an attempt to erase black culture black hair comes in different forms and textures the people who have black hair that cannot even braid it because of how soft and how tender it is the people who have black hair that is type 4c hair the people who have long curly black hair the people who have short black hair black people come in different shapes forms and sizes black people have different ways of expressing themselves and this man maybe his hair is a form of expression it's a form of beauty it's a form of that is a part of him that is how he's chosen to groom himself just the way you can go for a side part, a bald look. What is the issue? If the boy goes to the barbershop twice every week, no, twice every month, to ensure that he's well trimmed and looks decent, what is the campus's problem? But when you're a black person, you have to look a certain type of way, then we trust that you're not a danger to the society. You have to speak a certain way, then we trust that you're educated. We don't even take a moment to think that maybe you sound the way you sound because of where you come from and that's part of your identity. You're just not a threat to society and you're not a hoodrat. It's just, if you sound a certain type of way, there's already a negative connotation to that. Black people must have gone to certain schools. You have to go to Ivy League or HSBCU so that we know you're educated. They've, they've beaten out the blackness out of you and now you can, you're can. you a straight member of the society. You need them to work in certain jobs so you can earn that respect. Please tell me why this makes sense in their mind. I am so tired of black people being profiled just based off of who they are and how they choose to present and represent themselves. It's so draining it's so tiresome let's listen to the video that i bumped into on tiktok this is kanan and byu hawaii is trying to kick him out for celebrating his culture let's get into it kanan has been at byu hawaii since fall of 2023 and he has never caused any issues never broken any rules he's a good student and he's a returned missionary for the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints in spite of all of this, Kanan's enrollment is still under threat because of the color of his skin and because of his desire to celebrate his heritage as an Afro-Guyanese man. Now, before we get into the story, you should know that BYU has what's called an honor code, which is basically a code of morals or ethics that students are expected to follow in order to remain students at the university. This includes no smoking, no drinking, no tattoos, no coffee, and no sex before marriage. 
BYU dorms have chaperones who enforce curfew and visitor rules for residents. Kanan had been living in one of these dorms for a few months when he was approached by a chaperone and made to produce his student ID in order to prove that he was a student at the university. This is a classic example of racial profiling because your average white student at BYU is not going to have to prove that they're a student of the university, especially if they're on their way to their dorm room. The chaperone then told him that he needed to cut all of his locks off in order to adhere to BYU rules. There's no rule that prohibits having locks, and when Kanan refused this, he was reported to administration. Since then, BYU a Hawaii administration has been trying to quietly force Kanan to cut his locks in order to conform to these unwritten rules that apply to black students at BYU. Kanan spoke with people in the Honor Code office and the vice president of student life at BYU Hawaii, and they told him that he had to comply because they were entitled to have these rules, and that it would be unfair to other students who couldn't have long hair. Here are the actual dress and grooming standards taken directly from BYU Hawaii's website. For grooming, it says that hair should be neat, clean, modest, and avoid extremes in styles and colors. Men's hair should be neatly trimmed. Men should be clean shaven. If worn, mustaches should be neatly trimmed. Kanan visits a loctician monthly to keep his locks neat and clean. And he visits a barber twice a month in order to make sure that he is well-groomed at all times. He is 100% within his rights to keep his locks and administration knows this. That's why they've been using some pretty shady tactics to try and get him to cut his hair. At first he was told that his appearance was a distraction, but then they dialed it back and said it was just the length that was the problem and that was distracting students. Kanan suggested that if his hair was the distraction, he could cover it. That was rejected. He also suggested that he could wear his hair up or that he could cut two inches off of the ends. And both of those ideas were rejected as well. And they insist that he needs to cut all of his hair off. Now, BYU Hawaii is far more diverse than its mainland counterparts, BYU Idaho and BYU Provo. And they celebrate culture a lot more readily there than they would at these other universities. There's even an entire cultural center paid for by the LDS church that highlights and celebrates Polynesian culture. Even though there are technically aspects of that culture that do not adhere to written rules of the church, like tribal tattoos. Now, I want to iterate that what someone wants to do with their body should not be a church's business. And I think that is a wonderful part of Polynesian culture that they have tribal tattoos. But technically, it is against the rules of the church. Here's a photo taken directly from the church's website that talks about how tattoos are discouraged by prophets. When Kanan pointed out that his locks were a representation of his culture as an Afro-Guyanese man, he was told that they had been patient with him up to this point, but now he was trying to push his own agenda and be defiant. This is the vice president of student life at BYU-Hawaii. His name is Jonathan Kalaunalani Kao, and he has some crazy stuff to say about this situation. To kick it off, he told Kanan that dress and grooming standards at the university needed to be adhered to regardless of culture. When Kanan pointed out the obvious double standard here, then he was told that the appearance standards would be more strict depending on someone's genetics. That's crazy. I'm not even sure if that qualifies as a dog whistle because it's so blatant, but if it is a dog whistle, that's a St. Bernard, Great Dane, Irish wolfhound type of whistle. That's a wolf whistle at this point. To say that rules apply to people differently based on their genetics and you're talking to a black man, come on, Jonathan. Finally, that vice president told Kanan that he would not be allowed to remain a part of the BYU Hawaii community unless he cut all of his hair off. Keep in mind that there is no written rule against having locks or long hair. This is a clear example of a religious university using its power and privatized status to discriminate against people with certain genetics. 
When black ministers heard about this, we had to say something because we will not stand for discrimination in any form. We will not stand for racism in any form. And we want Kanan to be able to remain at BYU Hawaii and get the education that he is owed. All of those who are threatening Kanan's education simply because he chooses to celebrate his culture by wearing locks need to be held accountable and this should not be gotten away with. Please share this video and tag BYU Hawaii in every social media platform that you have because this is flat out discrimination and it should not be tolerated. Well, thank you so much for watching. Let me know what your experience is as a black person with these types of profiling. And do you think this was profiling and the school is being unfair to the students? I'll see you again next time.